Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I am Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and the real Christmas miracle of the season has been waking up and not being hungover this week as promised, so... Uh, and uh, your other co-host, uh, luckily... Who are you? <laughs> not comically falling off the roof, tangled in lights, is yes. Dan Ryan, so yes, yes. pleasure to be here as always. Mm, uh, big news is our Christmas specials have just gotten the green light, yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> If all stays well and Omicron doesn't snatch us from our cribs, we should be fine. Yeah, we got a we got a day lined up to do them all, and if you know the gods of Crimbus are with us, then we should be able to pull it off. So, so. those people, our fans, only have a short while to stop us now. Yes, <laughs> they just have to pinpoint our location and dox us on that day. So. But, uh, you know, uh, I, it, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. It should be a very festive occasion. I'm very excited. I mean, I don't think our specials will hold a candle to the clowns various that were... I think that was just a good assortment of specials. Yeah. Well, and that was lightning in a bottle yeah. in terms of, like... Yeah. But who knows? As the exhaustion kicks in, yeah. what other jokes we could, we could yeah. come up with? You know, I will be drinking constantly during that, so I imagine a mixer will get spilled on. <laughs> I'll slip, I'll fall, I'll break my hip. It'll be a fun course, time. Of course, um, But yes, anime podcast. Anime was not a mistake. As always, do we have anything to share over the week? I know it was a rough one for me mentally, so I barely have anything in the tank. Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to open with a note on mm. that. Uh, you know, just reminding uh, what little good we can do to our listeners. Just, you know... Stay strong during these times. Take it's, care of yourself. It's, you know, winter yeah. compounding on top of COVID. Compounding on top of family members coming over. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it is it is good to, you know, focus on your mental health. Even if you don't feel like you're you're being productive by everyone else's standards, then, you know, just just make sure that you're you're doing okay. Yeah. And, and uh, grandma doesn't know what an anime is, let alone a podcast, and that the only thing you're doing with your life that gives you any purpose lately is hosting one. Then <laughs> just, send her our way. Ju- yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shove those feelings deep down until next year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wanted to address that, because it has felt like a... I don't know about anyone else, but it feels like we go through instances of time feeling very slow and then very fast. Yep, December this... has vanished in a matter of minutes. Except so. for this week, which I felt was the longest week of my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm glad we're experiencing time in different ways. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, different strokes to move the world along, yeah. but... Uh, but yeah, I wanted to wanted to start by addressing that, because mm-hmm. I have not felt productive lately. Uh, what do you mean? You've been designing art. Well, Pokemans I've, and such. I've been I've been trying to, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the, the Pokemon designs have been going successfully. We'll, we ready? We're almost ready to unveil the first of those, mm. one of the first of the the uh, box legendaries. Mm-hmm. Maybe a slight delay so that I can get both of the Topaz and Lapis mm-hmm. box ones out at the same time because yeah. Mothman is. I got the mental image. I just need to get it on paper. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're po- they're, you know, they're both coming. You approved the yes, Thunderbird. I did. Um, I'll give him a hint. He a thick boy. <laughs> yes, uh, and he is a bird. Uh, last week I went into to somewhat uh, detail about how I was going to make him a, a dinosaur to match first-hand account, but mm-hmm. I, I'm like, that's kind of disrespectful to the myth, mm-hmm. and that dinosaur is very stupid-looking. Oh, it would be oh. an awesome fossil Pokemon, mm-hmm. but I, like, that would not get Little Bandit to buy that version, <laughs> that version. on the store. Mm. Um, so those are coming. Uh, but, you know, it, it can feel difficult to get things done. Yeah. I've, I've been revising something for a D&D campaign I have revised this character about five times. Mm. Thought I had a breakthrough last night, but I did not. 
Um, you know, so it, it, it can very much feel like the gears in your head are slowing down mm-hmm. at times. But, you know, stay with it. Yeah. Stay positive. Mm. And just, you know, do your best to keep going. Yeah. And we love you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, always you'll always have Dan and Jonathan who love you. <laughs> but uh, send but, us money, and you know we'll love you even more. <laughs> yeah, you, you can get a plush of one of us that says that. So, yeah. uh, as well as other five preloaded phrases. One of my phrases would be like, "Just like the insane clown posse, I too have sold out." <laughs> <laughs> and then beautiful, and, and other yeah. things. Yes. Um, but uh, news-wise, I think we're starting to get some key visuals from Bleach. Oh, I saw, yes. Yeah. Looking good. Uh, so that's, that's a pretty big deal. I saw a lot of mangaka were, like, celebrating that, that Bleach is coming back. Um, I, I'm not positive of any other huge anime news. Mm-hmm. Um, you did send me the trailer for Bell. Oh, yes, in, in the dub. Yeah, the and, dubbed and trailer. I think it sticks close. I think it's going to be shown in subbed in, su- with subtitles, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on that, but it does sound like a very faithful sticking towards at least the vocal range of the main character yeah. and what they sound like, so I thought that was pretty cool. And even the translation of the song still slaps. Yes. So I'm happy for that. Well, I think most of the... I don't know. Like, a lot of the theaters, like, when I was deciding... To go see, uh, like, Mugen Train and the My Hero Academia one, they provided the option oh. for subbed or dubbed. Wow. So it's it's a limited time window, but yeah. within that time window, I think you can usually pick which one you I want. I would love to analyze the demographics of who chooses which one. What kind of weebs do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> the Diamond Clan and the yeah. Pearl Clan. Um, oh, well, we got that news. Yeah. So yeah. we uh, Legends Arceus is, is rapidly approaching. Mm-hmm. Um, a few weeks away at this point. I can't believe it. And uh, we got, like, a ton of character art and stuff. The stuff that I love, the stuff Mm -hmm. that I just eat right up is, uh, you know, we got the Diamond Clan, the Pearl Clan, their respective leaders, who have Dialga and Palkia motifs, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the Ginkgo merchants, who are, like, the, uh, they have the color scheme of the Pokemarts. Yeah, and they're distant relatives of Cynthia Cynthia, and Volkner, I think. Yes, yes, seemingly. Yeah. Um, and, and people are also speculating that they might be from Poke China, which we have Ooh. not gotten before, because th- that, their symbol matches, like, well, Ginkgo is a Jap- is a Chinese plant, I think, mm. and then their symbol matches something historically that came from China, That'd I think. That'd be interesting if that was our next region for a mainline. It could, that could be the tease, because mm. usually in the last game of a generation, we get a tease to something else, but... Oh, I'd but be into that. Who knows, um... But uh, they 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 got the Pokemon color scheme. We got Voltorb, mm-hmm. his sweet and Voltorb revealed. Very cute. Yeah, he's electric grass. Did you see the wood. thing that's like um, Pokemon were happier before humans came along? Yeah. <laughs> it was like this Voltorb <laughs> is happy. This Corsola isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Corsola is sad in the places that have uh, reef bleaching, yeah. but there I think there are still regular Corsolas. Mm. Um, but who, for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we got we got a lot of cool characters coming. It seems like it's going to be a pretty big game. Uh, and in showcasing some of this stuff, we've seen other features like you know headbutting trees to knock ingredients down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a lot more of like the crafting mechanics, so that it won't be um, you know it'll kind of be like Breath of the Wild, where you you need you know if you want Pokeballs, you got to craft them using Apricorns and something else. Um, 
And apparently, according to what people are saying, the, the challenge of it is that you can't bring, um, like, a full set of shit with you when mm. you venture out. So every time you go out, you're going to have to be choosy about what you're carrying, and then the ingredients you gather in the course of that journey are going to have to be, like, you know, what you stick with. So it'll, you'll kind of have to, you know, do some resource management. Um... And also, like, there might be size differences in the Pokémon in the overworld, uh, because the Voltorbs came in, like, four different size varieties, so I'm assuming, depending on what, like, I guess size range they're in, you might get, like, four or five different overworld models, which is, to other video game franchises, yeah. that's no big yeah. deal, but for us, that's... <laughs> that's a that's, huge deal. Yeah, yeah. so, I, I'm just, um... I'm I'm very excited, and I think we got, you know, we still probably have a decent amount that, that is set to be revealed. There's a lot of leakers and, and riddle people who've been trying to uh, piece together things. I think we're due for the, the starter trio to get new evolutions that match, Ooh. like, uh, like Meiji-era Japan. I would like that. Because um, they already kind of do, because it's Archer, Samurai, and then, like, uh, you know, like, charcoal stuff, but mm -hmm. it, 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 um... I'm assuming they could they could reformat that into like ninja, bigger samurai, and then something else. Firework, emperor, or <laughs> yeah, something like I yeah. don't. Um, but uh, we should expect those, and if if those are true, then we should expect a few more version. Uh, no, not very like regional mm -hmm. variants or ancient variants. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, I think they I've talked about some bonuses that have been. Unlocked. Yeah, you get your Garchomp uniform if you pre-order from GameStop. Yeah. I'm not doing that, mm -hmm. but... Uh, well, you won't be getting the Garchomp, then, I think not having to go to GameStop <laughs> is the trade-off for that. Yeah. I... I uh, yeah. Every time Dan gets in there, he's badgered and bullied. <laughs> I am. I am. I've never in my life wanted to leave a bad Yelp review, but every time I go into that GameStop, I'm just getting closer. Mm-hmm. I explained that on this yes. podcast. Like the yes. he he like you know I, I I don't I don't know what his end game is, but it's it's just like <laughs> no uh, they, they they won't be getting my business anymore. I'll mm -hmm. take my my Karen haircut and I'll leave. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, um, well I'm pretty sure I have the uh, the Sitting Cuties Arceus bundle oh. that you told me about. Wow, uh, coming. But if that is not shipping in time, I'll just download it separately and yeah. I'll give the. I'll give the second copy to, like, I'll open my window, it's like, boy, is it after New Year? Yes, sir. And then I'll throw him a copy of Legends Arceus or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't, uh... I'm excited. Yeah. Seems like it'll be a really cool, different thing. I'm so. cautious, but I'll listen to you and the reviewers on what they say mm -hmm. before making any decisions. But I'm just happy, as we always say, that you are happy, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I, there's some other vague... Uh, I do have a big news thing. I have a very small one, and my only one. Then you go next. So, uh, what is it again? Pokemon Evolutions, Pokemon Generations. I always forget it, even though you think... Evolutions. Evolutions. They did a, um, um, a episode devoted to the Ecritique Dancing Gals, mm -hmm. and it was my favorite one so far. It was just yeah. about like the Tin Tower and the, uh, the Bell Tower. It was uh, beautiful. Done to a performance set with Eevees doing the stage effects, and I was like, "This is this is what I want." Yeah, this is the Pokemon that I need. <laughs> no, it was it was gorgeously yeah. animated, and like the the girls are themed for each of their Eevees. Yeah, so these designs are great. I love it. More of this. Give me this. No, they they. I, I mean, 
This, I mean, this Jota one was phenomenal, mm-hmm. but I, even last week's with Zinnia was yes. like, I, I've rewatched that, and it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it, the aesthetics of everything are... It's just such a weird thing, and it kind of makes me hope that someday we get Mega Evolution back. I always wanted Mega I always liked that. I thought that was, like, the gimmick they should have stuck with. And they did for, like, two games, and then it's never been mentioned again. Because they keep, they keep like, milking it for all of these other forms of media. And whenever they do it, they get really dramatic with it, and mm-hmm. it, it lends, like... Like, it lends the same vibe as, like, a Super Saiyan moment does. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever they use it in these animated segments, it, like, it, it just... I think that if they just brought that back and tweaked things they didn't like, they could probably, you know... Mm-hmm. They'd probably get a lot of people on board with that, yeah. but, um... But, yeah. We've never ran a game company, so... <laughs> oh, we have not, no. Yeah, no. We just play these mind games with each other, and that's all we know how to do. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe someday, Dan. Maybe someday. <laughs> uh, um, but that's it. That's all I got. I enjoyed it. We only have one more left, I think, if they're going in reverse region order. Yeah, Kanto. We got, okay. I think, Kanto with Leaf. All right. Um, but uh, I think also on the horizon is Digimon Day. Oh. <laughs> I think there's going to be some kind of digital, uh, unironically, a digital event. <laughs> Where they're going to showcase a bunch of Digimon merch, mm-hmm. maybe video games, and maybe, like, yeah. um, other media things. Well, there's that big one that's been, like, delayed five different times, right? That's, like, it's, like, part 2D Oh yeah, talking yeah. and then part, like, RPG, tactical RPG, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Maybe maybe we'll get news maybe on we'll that. Maybe we'll see that, yeah. Um, it's intriguing me a bit. So, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what day that is. I think it's before the end of December, but Digimon Day is approaching. Yeah, and that's every day for us here on this podcast. It is. Every it day is. is Digimon Day. Um, and then uh, my biggest news is I saw Spider-Man Far From Ooh, Home. Oh, you can, um, I mean, I still haven't seen my my boy Daddy Jake in the last one, so feel free to... Uh, well, yeah. for our listeners, yeah. if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead like five minutes, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't really talk about it without spoiling shit, okay. so... Uh, I hear it's good. Here's your chance, yeah. so smash that fast-forward <laughs> button if you don't want spoilers. Mm-hmm. I Okay, Twitter and Reddit have ruined every aspect of the movie they for have. people, so I, I don't know how yeah. much of this is even secret anymore, mm. but this is your last chance. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so... It was it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the MCU keeps doing it, but I will shill for them f- until my dying day because they have provided young at heart Dan with so much good stuff that I I mm. am not questioning it anymore. Yeah. Okay. It is uh, it was um, like uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in. Mm-hmm. They uh, they they both show up. They both play a major role in the plot. Like mm-hmm. almost the entire third act is centered around them helping Tom Holland's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and narratively, like uh, like a lot of people since Spider Man showed up in the MCU have kind of complained that he's been that he was like MCUified, mm-hmm. that he was turned into like Iron Man's sidekick. Yeah, and then um, Far From Home. Kind of uh, with with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, mm-hmm. 
Mysterio in this in this continuity was like an angry ex Stark employee, mm-hmm. and the film's main crux was focused on leftover Stark tech from after like Tony had died in mm-hmm. Endgame, um, and who would take up his mantle, I guess, and narratively what no way home does is it kind of brings a close to that era for this spider-man so we've gotten three full stories out of this this version and then it kind of sets the stage for tom to exist in the same like um to to kind of start from scratch like his other counterparts had to so by the end of no way home um, everyone has forgotten Peter Parker, mm. uh, due to the, a magic spell that happens, he has to kind of... <laughs> Dark magic still? D- well, yes, literally. <laughs> um, he has to sacrifice, like, his, you know, the only way to save the multiverse or whatever is mm-hmm. if everyone forgets him. Mm. So, they still remember Spider-Man, but Spider-Man is, is made public enemy number one by J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. um, who is back as, like, the, the Alex Jones far-right crazy host Mm -hmm. and so he's you know he ends the movie he seemingly puts together like a clat like a a version that's one-to-one of his comic book suit Mm -hmm. and he's living by himself in a in a in a like a small apartment just like the other two spider-mens have Mm -hmm. and that starts that that could be the start of a new trilogy for Mm -hmm. him like he's he's still existing in the mcu but he's probably gonna be ground level friendly neighborhood spider-man so okay. they got like they got three things of him on like an epic scale and yeah. now we could get future content of him on a regular that's scale. really interesting because i thought like spider-man was kind of crescendoing yeah especially with this new one so i was like where are they gonna go from this and that's interesting that i went into that take yeah it, 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 I mean, it quite literally, they, they got what they could out of, like, him being associated with the Avengers and mm-hmm. Iron Man and stuff, and now they can go into him just being Spider-Man. Um, you know, and it's, uh, Zendaya was great. Mm. She presumably still has a role to play in all this. Good. The, all of the villains who came back, like, they, they, um... They all have their little plot arcs intact. Mm. Like, it all kind of picks up from where, like, they would have died in their respective timelines. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, their their personalities match what they were in the original movies. They got all of those actors back. Wow. Um, with, uh, with like, uh, Alfred Molina and Defoe kind of requiring some digital de-aging. But it's not yeah. noticeable. It's now, not remotely. The real kicker for me would be if they got all the Aunt Mays back, including Rosemary Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, no. That, listen, Dad, that would be a groundbreaking film in my regards. Uh, yeah. If that did happen. If there was a line of Aunt Mays going, it's our time to shine. And Sally Field and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in, in, in some ways, this is Aunt May's movie to shine. Uh, she, she uh, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but she... She plays a major part in the progression of this Spider-Man. Hmm. Like so, Marissa Tomei gets mm-hmm. to gets to like shine, mm. you know, briefly, cool. and it's 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 awesome. It was just an awesome movie. Mm. Um, yeah, I I just everything that they put out has just been exceedingly fun. Mm. And though Martin Scorsese might not <laughs> like it, I. You know, I well, I've enjoyed it. So. If we look at the box office grosses for this week, I think uh, <laughs> Mr. Scorsese might be a little. <laughs> I don't <Salty>? know. <laughs> yeah, being that West Side only got a million, and then Disney, Disney, Disney's been on top. So yeah, yeah, the mouse gets stronger. <laughs> yeah. 
But, yeah, no. So, e- excellent movie. I do recommend watching that whole trilogy yeah. with Tom Holland. Like, I love the first uh, one. I don't. I just don't know why. I've fallen out with superhero movies as of yeah. late, so... It happens. Know, it'll happen eventually, mm-hmm. where I pick it up. Yeah. Spider-Man's my favorite, though. Yeah. 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 So, this is this was, is certainly good. So, mm. well, I recommend. Yeah, very interesting. You may now resume. <laughs> you may tune back in. Mm-hmm. The spoilers are over. Dan said his piece. Um, I don't have a tangent. <laughs> Didn't plan anything, Dan. I never do. No, we yeah. can do a simple. We can do a simple tangent. A simple tangent for topaz and lapis. Oh, okay. Um, very very simple. Uh, to recap, we've already got the box legendaries. We've gotten two like Giratina Zygarde counterparts yes. that will be designed um concurrently with with the main two ones and mm-hmm. last week we came up with the starters and we're going with a a bovine a prairie dog and a bear yes uh so for um fire grass and water respectively mm-hmm. uh so quick and simple early route rodent and bird oh, early route rodent and bird see that's going to be conflicting because i think prairie dog when i think of rodent-esque mm-hmm. but we can have like a mole maybe what moles yeah. do we have? We have Drillbur, we have Excadrill. Yes. Um, we can have a little mole. I'm sure there's other, like, um, Western, Midwestern rodents out there. Even if we have, like, a regular... Um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Not a hedgehog. Maybe a hedgehog? I don't know. A Is porcupine? it an armadillo? Yeah, a porcupine. That's what I'm thinking. Do we have one of those? I do not. Well, yeah, Sandslash, I think, is the closest one. But he's, it's he's been a not while. A, yeah. He's a pangolin, mm. technically. He just looks like a... And I like the uh, porcupine idea, because then we can make it look like a... Um... Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on everything that exists? A tumbleweed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A tumbleweed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> we did. And then I'm typing in mis- what, Midwestern birds. I mean, I would think, like circling condors or vultures or maybe something starts out like something fell out of the nest and then it gets strong and bitter well main well we gotta remember box legendary yeah, looks like uh so we we might have to i'm looking up midwestern birch the fun research process of this podcast um i always like like a small bird that evolves into something like that resembles a beautiful bird mm-hmm. um i do not like the unpheasant line Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's not beautiful, and it only gets two. I feel like the bird should have three, mm-hmm. right? Because all the best ones do. Star Raptor, Pidgeotto. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Un- Unpheasant has three. Does it? Yeah, it has uh, It has P-Dove, uh, Middle... Oh, it does! Tranquil. Tranquil. Yeah. Oh. You forgot? Yeah, everyone forgets that. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of just regular birds here. Hmm. Do we have a car? Are cardinals Midwestern? No, we get them up here. Well, even if we table it, and yeah. I'll let you come back to this, I think porcupine in and of itself, we can... Porcupine tumbleweed yeah. makes a good thing. Yeah. Just trying to think of what birds. Like, even... Oh, we can have, like, one of those little owls that lives in the cactuses, and then make the cactus part of it, too. We could do that. Yeah. 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 Like, it starts... I don't know. Maybe it, like, grows along with the cactus. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be a later dex one. Mm. Maybe for the for the early route, we'll stick to like a three stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like growing cactus owl, so I'll put that in for later in the decks. Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe we can table this. Maybe when we come back after the movie, we can look at some birds. 
There's uh, one... And I love how my knowledge is coming from, like, the Saludos Amigos slash Quindas de Yaya, the Three Caballeros Disney. Yes. There is that bird that has, like, the scissor tail thing going on, mm-hmm. where it, like, uses its back feathers in, like, a scissor-like fashion to, like, trim its nest and stuff. Okay. That I think would be an interesting idea, too, because the final Evo could be flying steel. Yes. And besides Skarmory and others, I think that would be kind of cool. I forget what it's called, though, and I do think it is a, a Midwestern, if not uh, South American regent that maybe could be here. Uh, a scissor tail flycatcher? Yeah. It's a Texas bird of paradise. Perfect. Love it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I could oh, I could make some cool shit out of this, Yeah. So. <laughs> Let me just write that into the scissor See? tail flycatcher. Perfect. Yep. When's Game Freak gonna hire us? <laughs> We do more for them than they do for us, Dan. (laughs) They should be paying us at this point. (laughs) We should be on the staff. (laughs) But that's, I think, a reasonable addition for today. Those will be logged in. I'll be thinking uh, of fish next. Yes. (laughs) Early fish. Early fish, yeah. Um, What else do we have? Pika clone we need eventually. Yes, yes, electric Pika clone. Uh, You suggested that one type of, like, uh, like Mexican wild dog as our Lucario. Yes. We can design that eventually. I like that. And then that could have, like, some Incan vibes to it, too. Yes. Yeah. All right, all right. Good idea so far. But there's plenty of... We can can pull from plenty of stuff to, uh, Mm. you know, um, to kind of fill this whole thing out. Of course. So... As long as we have a Kindesta Yaya Pokemon. We can do that. We can do that. We can do anything. <laughs> Sells cookies. <laughs> Conquistador, will you buy my cookies? Yep. We could make a regional deli bird that Ooh. hands out cookies. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> make it fairy flying and have it yeah. hand out sweets. We could Carmen do Miranda that. headdress for yeah. no reason. Yeah. 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 Anything is possible. Pasteles for the children. <laughs> <laughs> Little Lupita. <laughs> Does she come with accessories? Yeah. Uh, we can, well, yeah we all can, right. Yeah. All right. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Um, without further ado, shall I get into today's main event? Yes. All right. So tonight, today, we are watching, and it goes by two different names, one Western, one Eastern. The original title is Night is Short, Walk On Girl. And I think it's referred to in America and our region of the world as The Night is Short, Walk On Girl. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes a big difference, but I feel one sticks with you more and one rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. But um, yes, we're watching this from 2017, and why this anime slash film? So the first time I watched it, um, I really loved it. It's very trippy. It has that um, Masayaki Yuasa vibe to it, where like the characters, as I often describe them, look like beanpoles. Mm-hmm. And they're just bendy and fun and quirky. And I think this is a great actual holiday movie. Um, it takes place just in the wintertime. There's mm-hmm. lots of kotatsus to sit under. It's drinking. It's about just roaming around the town and finding things to do. And it's extremely quirky. And things are going off everywhere, like fireworks at a fairground. Mm-hmm. And so it might be a fun time. And uh, I'm happy you're here. And it's the holidays. And besides, I want to drink. <laughs> so of course. Yeah. What better way to drink than when our main heroine is doing it as well? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The drawing board today has come out in its boozy final and has evolved into the drinking board today. Uh, it's a little bit surly. It's really losing touch. Yeah, <laughs> it needed some McDonald's to be <laughs> streamlined into it. It went a little bit too hard at that holiday party. As long party. as it doesn't go too hard, I, yeah, uh, I don't I'm know. More, I'm you worried know. about drawing One board. button 
his button is skewed, you know, <laughs> banging into walls, but we love him nonetheless. Um, so Night is Short, Walk On Girl is a 2017 Japanese animated romantic comedy film directed by Masayaki Yuasa. The film is based on the 2006 novel, The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, written by Tomohiko Morimi and illustrated by Yusuke Nakamura, who also served as the film's original character designer. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. It has like a very similar aesthetic to it as well. The film is a spiritual successor or spiritual sequel to the Tatami Galaxy, which I was haven't seen and I debated should I watch this first since it's mm-hmm. kind of a spiritual successor, but maybe we'll work backwards as, you know. Yeah, I, I figured viewpoint. we would get to that one eventually. Yeah. Um, Tatami Galaxy is also based on a novel written by Morimi and directed by Yuasa. Though both works share a Kyoto University setting and some characters, uh, the plot lines are largely unrelated. Interesting, as we're watching this one first, maybe if we like, we can pull a share and turn back time, Dan. Whoa. <laughs> I'll be we're playing Mo- every in- part in West Side Story. <laughs> we're in Moonstruck season again. That's so. true. Oh my god, it's been a year. That My, da- my yearly watch is coming up. It's this <laughs> week, Dan. Um, the film was made by most of the same staff that uh, lead staff that as the Tatami Galaxy, including original author Morimi, original character designer Nakamura, character designer and chief supervising animator Nobutaki Ito, screenwriter Makoto Ueda, and director Yuasa. The band Asian Kung Fu Generation also returned to write and perform the theme song uh, Walk in the Wild Land. Mm-hmm. So keep an ear out for that. To promote the film's release in South Korea, in addition, the Korean band Romantic punch were employed to create an image song um moonwalk in kyoto um to play during the movie i just like the name romantic punch yes because <laughs> you know damn punchers don't always have to be bitter no, no. sometimes they can be sweet <laughs> yeah i don't know if that's kind of like treads into <laughs> abuse territories but <laughs> it's the plot of uh carousel mm-hmm. an old rogers and hammerstein <laughs> he didn't slap me hard it didn't hurt it felt like a kiss and mm, yeah, yeah, it no. didn't really age that well, so we don't want to like champion that. But yeah, romantic punch. I thought the name was cute. Night is short. Walk on girl was released in Japan on April seventh, two thousand seventeen. Internationally, the film was released by Anime Limited in the United Kingdom and Ireland on October fourth, twenty seventeen. Ireland is that the studio? Oh, in United Kingdom. And yes. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Ireland was a studio. And by G Kids in the United States on August twenty first, twenty eighteen, where it is titled The Night is Short. Walk on girl. Um, in Australia, Half Symbolic Films released the film in cinemas on the 14th of February, 2019, and an English dub of the film was released on HBO Max, where we will be watching very soon. Awesome. Yeah, because I didn't get the physical media again um, on January 12th, 2021. So the English dub's been around for about a year now. Okay. Okay. So, real cool. Uh, rights to the English language edition of the original novel has been acquired by Yen Press, who published it on June 18, 2019, as The Night is Short, Walk On Girl, in hardcover and as an e-book. In the United States, the home video Blu-ray release of The Night is Short, Walk On Girl has earned an estimated total of 355... 1,534 per financials reported on the numbers. On review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds a 90% approval rating based on 31 reviews with an average rating of 7.3 out of 10. The website's critics' consensus reads um, inventively animated, boldly creative, and refreshingly ambitious. The Night is Short Walk-On Girl should resonate deeply with fans of auteur anime. (laughs) Well, that's always a good sign. (laughs) 
I don't know if... Uh, when you get to say Arthur. Yeah, I don't know if damn, I know the difference between Arthur and hors d'oeuvres. I just, I can't. An omelette. I don't know. And uh, some awards and nominations that this film has achieved. At the 41st Ottawa International Animation Festival, it won Best Animated Feature. At the 50th Stiggs Film Festival, it was nominated for Best Animated Feature. The 41st Japan Academy Prize Animation of the Year was won by this film. And Crunchyroll Anime Awards nominated this for the best film as well. So it's got a little bit of prestige to it. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with any of... Oh my gosh, excuse me while I look up the director's name again. I always forget. Um, Masayaki Yuasa's work. Damn. What, uh, what is some other stuff that they've made? Um, they've done that one... Like ride your wave that I just watched. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure if you see like the sim, like the style of this, you'll either recognize the animation style before you like recognize if you've seen yeah, anything from I, that. Yeah, I, 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 I most yeah. assuredly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's familiar. But um, like I said, it's a joy. I, I think it's a fun time, and we need a little bit uplifting spirits. Yes, as we drink spirits. Ho ho ho! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So more gravy <laughs> than grave in you, Dan. <laughs> Um, but yes, I'm happy you're here joining me. Uh, if I did have my way, we would be day drinking the whole day, as our main heroine does. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the night is short while gone, girl. And if you have nothing else to say, perhaps you'll join me in the sophist dance. <laughs> Let's get strolling. Mm. We're back from doing the Sophist dance, and Dan, I just have to say, I tricked you. I was the idol that I was dressed up in my spare time. <laughs> I bet you never knew it was me, huh? That was uh, that was an exceedingly cute movie. I'm glad. I thoroughly enjoyed that. So, this or Ring Bell? <laughs> Which one made you feel better? <laughs> well, uh, certainly this. Uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't know, a lot of weirdly um prescient stuff Mm -hmm. like including stuff that that i inadvertently we talked about that in the opening yeah um i think it's a very good movie for right now Mm -hmm. i i i i that's what hit me the hardest about this whole thing Mm. is how i don't know just how perfect this movie is for for the moment that we're living in right now so i mean Mm -hmm. we'll get into that yeah but damn yeah i feel the same thing the there's definitely themes that are present throughout and i like how it it kind of varies at first it feels a little bit more like an episodic adventure yes but does a very good job of tying the things together and even little easter eggs if you go back and see it and watch it they're like hinting at things from the very beginning of the movie and it still follows like the three act yeah technically so yeah Yep, and I want to say, in retrospect, we're dummies, because Yuasa's responsible for, like, Crayon Shin-Chan, Devilman Crybaby, yes. and of course, naturally, those titles didn't come to my mind until, you know, I had to research it again. Yeah, both faves of our, and yep. then Studio Saru did one of the uh, Star Wars Visions ones. Yes, yes. So with that, shall we dive into the plot of The Night is Short, Walk On, Gur? Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the film follows a night out for two, two university students, an unnamed woman referred to as Kohai, or junior slash black-haired maiden or black-haired girl mm-hmm. uh, throughout the film, uh, and an unnamed man referred to as Senpai or Senior in the film and its credits. The Senpai plans to confess his romantic feelings for the Kohai, uh, 
to her that night through those circumstances keep them separated for a majority of the evening a real comedy of errors so i immediately like our two characters they're easy to relate to yes one girl's just trying to like you know live life for herself and the other one is just a guy who can't work up the courage to talk to a girl he likes yeah 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 so super relatable um and I, I guess the framing is that this is like a uh, a graduation. Yeah, night? yeah. Or it's a like... graduation, or people are getting someone's getting married and going away mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing. But I think it is a graduation because they're just around the University of Kyoto campus and a night. school festival. Yes. I know it's I maybe it's just because it's the festival night, but it's mm-hmm. like some kind of like bar crawl night. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, they're out celebrating. So Act One. I'm glad you noticed. It's a very obvious three act structure. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like the way that gels, too. So Act 1 has Kohai. She's out drinking, a favorite pastime of hers. And those who are drunk in the film get a red blushed face and look to them. So if you look, like, everyone has a different tell when they're drunk. Some mm-hmm. people's ears turn red. Some people's whole body turns red. Some people just their face turns red. I like the way that's represented because, you know. Yeah, and they do the occurs. Popeye, like, drinking yeah. gulp <laughs> thing where they, like, expand for a yeah. second. You know, whenever That's there's cute. Popeye mentioned, Dan has to... <laughs> he's on board, literally. Uh, Naoko-san is hosting this event, and she too can handle her liquor. That was, like, the other girl who's, like, the daughter of that one guy and, like, the non-love interest for the other guy. Um, I thought, like, when I first saw this, that they would kind of be partnered as rivals a bit mm-hmm. because she seems to be able to handle her liquor and she's going through her own journey. Mm-hmm. But we never really see into her life, too. But that's yes. interesting. You know, yeah. While you're having your own journey, there's a parallel one going on. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, Kohai senses an equal and longs to plunge into the adult world on her own terms. Uh, drink my own way, not the way of elders, she states food into gun barrel so like it shifts into like this gun barrel train motif that we see throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie that they're chugging literally and chugging along in their lives too yeah i don't know if you do the little warm-up dance like she does though not yet but probably <laughs> soon you'll eventually reach that point senpai stares on and is madly in love with kohai he is a huge inter- introvert and he explains operation abho <laughs> Which is, I appeared before her so often (laughs) (laughs) that she cannot consider it a coincidence anymore. It has to be fate. Well, yeah, he'll keep, like, chalking it up to just chance, but then tonight he'll finally be like, no, it wasn't chance, it was fate, so... Mm -hmm. And Senpai is out drinking with the handsome director of school club operations, who is, of course, my favorite character. Yeah, he's he's, he's cool. (laughs) Like, even here he casually mentions, like, oh, he's very popular and he does love to cross-dress too. And, like, that's never explained until the end of the movie. Yeah. It's just dropped in the beginning, but yeah, I do like that. It's a very Dan-Jonathan relationship there. Yeah. (laughs) Too real. A real ladies' man, infamous for cross-dressing and leading men and women on. And we meet the underpants leader himself, Don Underwear. Yeah, voiced by Frankie. Yes. Yeah, so if you want <laughs> Travis Binningham voicing a character that Dan will probably love, yeah. look no further than Don Underwear, who uh, has vowed not to change his underwear until his wish has been fulfilled. It's been half a year, and tonight is the night for Senpai to work up to the courage to actually talk to Kohai. Um, there's an after party just three blocks away, and anyone who's anyone is going. Kohai goes into train drinking mode, and it's just a party drinking atmosphere neighborhood. I know it technically takes place in the summer, but it does feel like a kind of holiday thing as well. At least I get that vibe. Yeah, because it gets really cold Cold. by the end of the night, Mm -hmm. Um, so it starts out warm, ends really cold. Uh, And I think the neighborhood they're in is Ponto Cho. Yes. 
Yes, uh, we get some lively opening credits, plenty of floral imageries, a lot of like round rotations. So we have like the Dharma dolls and stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of round circle symbolism yeah. going on here, imagery. Um, Kohai finds a place serving uh, happy hour cocktails, and we get her discussion of her love for drinking and bartending, obviously present. Um, she starts with a pina colada. Uh, she discusses cocktails as jewels. She has a legendary tolerance, a love for rum. In fact, she wishes the whole Pacific Ocean was full of rum. Yes. But she also wants to be the adult and exhibit restraint when she needs to. Yes. So, like, it's something that she just enjoys as a, a, a hobby of hers. She never takes it or gets super sloppy when doing it. She tries to keep her senses and appreciate, you know... The passion that goes into making every drink. Mm -hmm. Um, Rum facts. I said it feels like we're playing Catherine because that's the kind of breakdown we get of the drinks in this opening scene. And we meet Toto, who's just an old guy there who wants to drink with some strangers. And he's got a bit of a backstory to him. So uh, he brings up the elusive imitation Denki Brawn. And it's a secret recipe drink, apparently made by an electric company employee, tried to recreate it and made, like, recreate Denki Brawn and made imitation Denki Brawn, which tastes even better. Even though it's kind of like a cheap drink. Like, I think that they they act like it's like an elusive mythical. Yeah, like an elixir. uh, Yeah. But I, I'm guessing if it's called Denki Bron, and I guess, I, I don't know, I would have to look into it, but I'm no, guessing... No, that's real. Denki yeah. Bron is real. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like just imitation would be, like, a cheap knockoff that people put on a pedestal. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, that's, yeah, so... It, yeah. Which adds some comedy to yeah. it, so... Uh, inexplicable, inexplicable taste, uh, made in secret, Kohai wants to try it, Kohai reminds Toho of his own estranged daughter, who is the rival, we come to find out, mm-hmm. uh, to Kohai. Um, he's a deadbeat dad slash pervert into erotic prints. <laughs> yeah, he's got a collection of erotic yeah, art. So see, that's what we watched The Handmaiden. Yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. working up that three-hour reel to this, another parallel to the story. Uh, and he is a member of the Elusive Bedroom Investigation Committee. <laughs> yeah, who are apparently dedicated to preserving unwanted, uh, like, uh, erotic artwork and mm-hmm. literature, I guess. Yes. So... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Toto goes a little bit too far with unwanted advances, and then Kohai punches him out. Uh, two more persons appear a little reincarnated Tengu. He's just a Tengu, like yeah. a mythological being, and they accept that for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his name is Sayatoro Higuchi, and fun gal Hanuki san join Kohai on her drinking. Kohai has a friendly punch that she learned from her mother to protect her, and it's made her strong. Well, and apparently Kohai knows, like, a lot of martial arts, but she was told to ever only use, use the, the friendly, friendly punch, punch in public lest she yeah. hurt somebody, yeah. so, yeah. Um, they don't have much money, but they're there for a fun time. Uh, a weird loan shark, Rihaku-san, has stripped uh, Senpai and beaten him <laughs> to yeah. steal his underwear, because we get that whole backstory where he was beaten up as a youth. And his underwear was thrown, like, on the train tracks or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it all, and it's it all told in images. Together. You have to, like, watch and decipher it for yourself. So I kind of like that. Um, Huguchi claims Senpai's pants. Rihaku-san appears on a lavish... Oh, wait. So, yeah. On a, allegedly, Rihaku-san appears on a lavish three-story train and collects used books and antiques. And he just kind of goes about doing his own thing because he's so rich. Yeah. But uh, he he's also, like, very introverted. He doesn't have a lot of people around him at all times he's a bit of a you know a hideaway except for like his dk bodyguards yes who do look like dk yeah um 
Uh, He's got a stockpile of imitation Denki brawn. Toto finds Senpai. You can borrow my underwear if you drink with me and listen to my problems. Yeah. I do like that. So the two get talking during like this parallel action that's happening. Uh, Hunuki pretends to be drunk and sneaks the gang into a party. We see different drinkers and people arguing with sophisms, which are just stupid arguments. Yeah, yeah. arguing for the sake of yeah. arguing, literally. Yeah. Again, it's, yep. it's, it's a Reddit... Yep. common thread and it's that's another thing like throughout the movie everyone's arguing over dumb shit for no reason yeah like how how much can uh, crackers be considered rice can yeah. rice be considered crackers in reverse so it's mm-hmm. like you know yeah. it's like uh, these what, are our people yeah no exactly <laughs> um would you marry a man you love or don't the correct answer is marry a man you don't love because if you love someone then that's your whole life yeah right? and it makes it's more rational to love uh marry someone you don't love because yeah. then you won't feel feelings as much and yep. you can you can behave logically yep. so it's it's all shit like that so one of their senpais koseka senpai is off to london with because he got rejected by the rival girl yeah so but he's not over her he just he's yeah. kind of deflecting the situation yeah, so he's just moving to to england yeah. to get away <laughs> and then they introduce the sophist dance which is this weird crouch thing that i'm pretty sure that's how dan and i walk into a room nowadays yeah they, you ought to be slippery as an eel like yeah, the words your word that you play. use yeah. so um, Kohai joins in to Pontochan. They go Pontocho. They go uh, drinking with the old timers, and I like this because they initially enter and they're all the old timers are like, "Eh, life is too short. What's the purpose of it?" And they have this great kind of thing where they all look at their watches, and Kohai's watch is moving at a normal speed. And the older you get, the quicker your watch moves. Yeah. Also related to what we were talking about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Kohai's watch is but, slow. But also, like, this Pontocho bar is, like, a, a lovely oh, yeah. little... It's, like, an incredibly intimate little steampunk bar, like, with pipes It's like and an shit. engine that yeah. you're sitting in. And that's that's thematic. It all ties <laughs> together with, with everything else that's Dan going on. Dan was popping but, a tent at this moment. <laughs> but, I, no, I love, the, I love the settings in this movie. Yeah. It has, like, incredibly just cozy and, and, and colorful little set pieces. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kohai says, I'll drink as much as there is in front of me, and everyone reacts like, oh, she's determined. I like this. <laughs> then they sofa dance throughout the town, start reveling the elderly, everyone's getting into the groove of things, and they suggest that since she's a talented drinker, she should challenge Rihaku, mm-hmm. who is also a talented drinker. Senpai and Toto drink over misplaced koi, so apparently there was this whole tornado that swept up <laughs> a Toto's koi fish business away yeah. and hasn't deposited them off yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till later, uh, Toto wants to sell his uh, erotic collection to get out of debt. <laughs> well, yeah, he yeah. feels that Rohaku has tricked him into, yeah. like, you know, eventually having to just sell his erotic prints back to him, so. Mm-hmm. And there's another, um, uh, bedroom whatever club yeah. guy there who's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I could, I could, uh, sift through them. Yeah, it's what like, a shame. <laughs> this art will be lost to time. Yeah. Uh, Toto feels destroyed by Rihaku, meeting him soon. Um, the drinking party looks for Ryaku around town. Uh, Kohai meets up with Nako-san, who is also equally sober, just to note at this point, like, they're both sober. Yeah. And they've clearly both been out drinking. Yeah. So, there's that parallel thing going on. Uh, the bedroom investigation committee weep over Toto's soon-to-be-lost art. Uh, Rihaku-san looks for his challenger. Meanwhile, um, who are they sending off to... Who's going off to Oh, London? Naoko is Toto's daughter. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Naoko... But, uh, the guy who they're sending off to London comes in and vomits on all the... Yeah. <laughs> the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're even further lost. Um... Naoko is Toto's daughter. Rihaku pulls up to the giant on his giant three-story train boat, 
and demands compensation. Kohai steps up and challenges Rihaku to a drinking contest. I like that she steps in because she's like, well, Toto, you may be a scumbag, but you kind of taught me this new outlook <laughs> yeah. of life, so sure, I'll challenge him for you anyway. Well, even then, she's still wagering on Toto's yep. life. Like, she's not putting up anything. No. Like, the, like uh, Rihaku's just like, if you lose to me, I'll yeah. double his yeah. debt. So, and she's uh, like, fine. <laughs> I also so. love how everyone's just into this. Like, they shrug and they all walk on this boat. Like, sure, I have nothing better to do tonight yeah even the old people who are standing there um the party boards the lavish house train there's a public bath there's an events room with huge tanuki statues and tonight's drink of choice is imitation denki brawn if um rihaku wins double toto's debt (laughs) (laughs) and if i guess she wins the debt is erased um kohai loves the drinking rihaku does not so we get opposite life views here kind of how life has influenced these two she's young and full of hope and optimism and rihaku has seen the world and is a little bit more pessimistic well yeah no it's this beautiful little kind of like she's sitting there drinking and she's talking about oh mm-hmm. like presumably like the potence of the liquor is like oh it's making me feel warm inside mm-hmm. like it kind of it kind of like gives me some optimism he's like no that's just the alcohol talking yeah. this is tasteless it's cold mm-hmm. i don't you know yeah. How could you like it? And But he he gives out first. Mm-hmm. He loses. Yeah. I enjoy this too because it's like the happy sad drunks. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's a surprise what you get on a good day with me. But, yep. Uh, Kohai wins. Everyone drinks. And Kohai sits on the riverside. Meanwhile, we see that um, Rihaku has the sniffles and gives a little sneeze. Yeah. So... Remember that for later, audience. Mm-hmm. That's a mouse tool that'll help us down the line. Uh, senpai drops... Um, in like he drops in sans pants and is friendly punched well, into the, he could, the yeah because uh ryaku had his and many other Underwear, young people's yeah. boxers hanging from as the like a warning of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'll take that too um uh yeah and he gets knocked into the river uh kohai sees that all the couples are along the kanagawa river and she speculates like everyone seems to be together and i like that her and senpai have the same kind of idea because when we get into Senpai's mind later, he says, like, oh, every, we're conditioned to believe that everyone is supposed to be in a couple yeah. automatically. So even Kohai is seeing this, but just in a different way. Yeah. Um, no. A flyer for an outdoor use book fair? <laughs> that reminds me of a book, Dan. <laughs> is it Ratatatum? <laughs> Dan's yeah. favorite childhood classic? Well, yeah, which uh, calls to mind, like, the little engine that could, but yep. it's, like, about a little white train that is trying escapes to... Escapes a mansion. Escapes a mansion to go live a free life and keeps chugging forward to pursue mm-hmm. its dream. So that's where yep. Kohai's imagery comes in. Yes, so. uh, Kohai remembers her childhood childhood book, Ratatatum, and says she must find it again. She sets out for the used book fair. Senpai awakes in the director of school club operations high-tech underground surveillance command room, <laughs> which very Reader Die vibes. We love when uh, the school gang has technology yeah. at their disposal. Yeah, um, it was formerly the library yep. police headquarters, yeah. which would track down malfeasant late yeah. books. So. Yep, yep, yep. And basically Interpol, uh, and they have info on everyone. <laughs> They need to know the info, especially on Kohai. Senpai wants to learn more about Kohai. She's after Ratatatum, but she doesn't want just any copy of the book. She wants the one that she possessed from childhood, and Intel tells us that it is at this used book fair. Yeah. So obtain that, and you'll get her heart. Yeah. 
And so Senpai heads off. Uh, Kohai enters the book fair and describes it as an ocean of books. Senpai arrives but is grumpy. He sees no benefit from the books. He just wants experience instead. Mm-hmm. So once again, those differing views yeah. that, you know, make them a little bit more kind of a perfect match for each other. They complete each other. Uh, senpai bumps into a child who slaps an ice cream on his crotch. Not a good look, Senpai. <laughs> um, another compromising position in front of Kohai. Um uh, and then we hear a mention of the god of used books. Yeah, Koha is like, you know, there's all these books here, but, you know, I, I was, ben- you know, it was it was a twist of luck that there was a used book fair tonight, but I might not get the book that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. so the god of used books might not be present. Yes, so. uh, many people can't find the books they are looking for. Some old collector is hoarding them. Hmm. <laughs> uh, a little, oh, oh. yeah, oh, uh, whatever. Have you been reading my mind? The damn, the black market book elitist <laughs> who hoard the books. Yeah, there's one vendor who who goes on yeah. that rant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, the child we see before removes price tags, um, pants ice cream again, and then we get Senpai in another situation where he's like, this guy made me do it! <laughs> yeah, because yeah. this time Senpai is in his boxers and the yeah. ice cream thing happens again, and the kid's like, the kid blames him, and then everyone's like, did you, you asked that child to there's put the ice cream? There's a pedophile at the used... <laughs> My favorite line is this, yeah, they found a pedophile at the used books market. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, Toto arrives, my typing on this one, I gotta learn how to pre-read, uh, Toto arrives to bail Senpai out. Uh, Higuchi and Hanuki are also there drinking with Don underwear in the background, so like, these three have always been together, Yeah, and they're just throughout the movie sitting at tables typing, we get more of Don underwear's backstory a little bit. Um, but I just like this friendship between Higuchi and Hanuki. Like, they're just out having a good time for Shigs. Well, yeah, and there was also the thing where, like, um, uh, Hanuki was, like, cold earlier. Yeah. And, but Higuchi was hot, so now they're sitting at a heating table yeah. with an ice we'll block on, on it, it so that they can both be, I, I get, be evened out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Higuchi <laughs> is a physical media shill and scalper, so we know him well. Yes. <laughs> he says, I could afford anything, I just scalped all these books. Um, there's a cold going around. Remember that. Don Underwear is also there, writing love romances to bring life to his own lost love. Apparently, one day at school, uh, the sky started raining apples because some, I don't know, home ex students tripped with their apple carts at the same time. Yeah. Don Underwear was sitting across from a lady. An apple hit their heads at the same time, and it was fate as if this would be a romance. Yes. And so Don Underwear has vowed he will not change his underwear until this romance occurs. And I also love how people just gather around and stop and listen to this man expound. Um, uh, We should call this Don Romantic instead of Don Underwear, am I right? Uh, Sacrifice for him or punishment to us. I just loved these uh, Hanuki lines here. Uh, Toto and Senpai walk. Uh, Toto's life has done a full 180 crazy. Toto asks Senpai to repay his debt by attending an erotic print auction with Higuchi. Yeah, be- because apparently uh, Rihaku has banned him from these little mm-hmm. events, so he has to send Senpai in to do it. Yeah. A little bit sketchy, and there's definitely a, a jab here at anime collectors, because before they get there, it's like all the anime memorabilia. Yeah, that it's they all walk through. behind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's like, there, what's that pungent scent? <laughs> it's like, oh, is it going to be B.O.? No, um, Rihaku is back at it again, and he's made some spicy fire nabe, and the challenge is whoever has or survives the fire nabe, you know, Like gets eating up. so many yeah. servings of it Yeah, gets wins. one free book of their choice. Um, so it's great. 
um, from the private collection, including this OG Ratatatam book, which yeah. I think you might be looking for. It has a young lady's name on the back of it, yeah. so... Hmm. So hot. Uh, the child from before reveals himself to Kohai to be the god of used books market. We get this really interesting detailed how every book is related going through like, oh, that author inspired that one. And then that publicist like did that, wrote an interview about this. And then this person attributed so, this one. Yeah. And then this one referenced yeah. that one. So, yeah, it was, well, we it was get, a very cool little thing. We get um, red string of fate imagery throughout this whole thing, too, because there's constant like red strings hanging in the background yeah. tied to certain things, which is also very cool. Very good imagery in this this film and the god of used books just wants to do divine justice on scalpers <laughs> yeah because he wants to he wants to send the books back out into circulation yeah. into this ocean without high prices yeah. so. so he requests kohai's help uh senpai eats also spicy ramen and goiza if you tire of this nabe um higuchi and senpai lasting they see seven color streamers hallucination imagery and then we see uh kohai untie the red string of fate bringing down this Carnival setting, this uh, band tent, whatever, uh, collapsing in on them just as Senpai wins and chooses Ratatatem. Yes. Then the God of Used Books comes. He throws, like, the price tags in the air. The books come to life. They fly. Uh, Rihaku is drained of all his color because his collection is now back up for grabs with everyone. Yeah. And then the rest of the people in the book market celebrate. They're like, yes, I finally found this edition for free at an affordable price. Yeah. I've been searching forever for this pit amiibo. <laughs> but but uh, uh, Senior does manage to hold on to uh, yeah, Ratatatam. Ratatatam. Even though it's like dragging him through that. And, you know, Kohai notices like, oh, Senpai's here. What a coincidence. <laughs> and he's like, I won't let go of my future. So, mm -hmm. uh, Meanwhile... <laughs> In my favorite segment, there is a gorilla theater troupe setting up and staging uh, a musical about Princess Dharma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all throughout. And um, they keep putting on these spontaneous theater acts before being taken down. Uh, the director of school club activities does not want this. There's mention of a boob wall, climbing yes. the boob wall, one of the activities, and then Tech strikes the set. And they leave. Hanuki gets a cold. And it seems like this night is lasting forever, which you... Uh, Se not senpai kohai yeah um interesting then we enter act three where kohai goes to the school festival and hanuki gets taken home because she's kind of has a bad cold right now yeah yeah also very topical with the spread of disease going around in this movie yeah pre well predating everything yeah. we've but but very very topical mm -hmm. for it not yeah. only philosophically but in practice so yeah, yeah. Uh, act three, Kohai goes to the school festival, which is a breeding ground for romance. Senpai sets up the book to attract Kohai in this, like, shrine where he's keeping yeah. people away from it. Uh, the director of the school activities wants to stop the Kajra of Monte Cristo, this 47-act play that the director wants to shut down because it's it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, yeah. like, a very, um, very direct, yeah. like... Uh, Reference to him and his <laughs> services, yeah. like, how he's a flop. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't want this propaganda spread. Um, uh, Don Underwear and the Tengu are at this mobile kotatsu. And remember, Don Underwear hasn't washed his underwear, but his feet aren't under the kotatsu. Yeah. yeah. So appropriate hygiene. Um, everyone's developing a cold throughout the scene. Uh, Kohai wins this cute styling koi jacket slash backpack and starts walking around in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's some memorabilia we could sell for this movie. Um, the excitement of youth, Don Underwear and Higuchi riding at a mobile katatsu. Oh, I said has, hasn't changed the underwear but following the proper etiquette. Uh, and they leave uh, Dharma behind, so that's like the hint that that's the cue 
for where to set up the next act. Yes. In this, but yeah, because the the school director has also been cracking. Oh down yeah, he's on got the, two the... two corresponding <laughs> diagrams. Also, he has that monkey and that cockatoo for some reason. Yeah, on the on the moped, who yeah. kind of help as his main assistant. Yeah. Um. So the director is kind of pissed because no matter what, there's always more understudies. In fact, Kohai steps in at the last moment and becomes the understudy for Princess Dharma, and she's going to go uh, on. Well, even while, now thinking about it, like, the, the, Ryaku has, like, the two gorilla-themed mm-hmm. DK servants, and if, like, because the, the school operations president is, like, a popular guy who gets mm-hmm. showered with stuff because of status, mm-hmm. he only has one, but maybe someday he'll have his own, like, yeah. Rihaku set up, but he might yep. be lonely, yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Um, or he's not into, like, the things, because we see he, like, gets all these things, but yeah. he's fine. He's just trying to figure it out himself. Um, uh, the Gorilla Feeder, as I said, 11 understudies. The script is written live. Who is it? They don't know who's writing this script is the main thing. Um, next chapter is the finale. The director of school club activities sees the Dharma being left behind and Don Underwear writing the scripts, puts two and two together. Koai has a love scene with Don Underwear. She's new to acting, but I'll give it a go. <laughs> I also like when she's handed the script, like, you can use the backing track. No, I have it memorized. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Um, uh, Don oh, Under- oh, well, and sorry. it should be noted, the 11 understudies because the director has arrested oh, like, Yeah, in 11. the cage, and yeah. it's like, no matter what... <laughs> You'll never take us all. There'll always yeah. be more understudies. And this is currently happening in Broadway right now, <laughs> kind of to the chagrin. So there was another, like, real-world instance that this movie has predicted. Yeah. Inadvertently? I don't know. Um, but uh, Senpai does not want this scene to go through because he does not want Kohai making out with Dawn Underwear before him. Uh, they switch tactics to Plan O after they being, they're being they almost intercepted by the director of school board activities. Uh, senpai doesn't want... Yeah, I, ju- I just said that, Jonathan. I said it before I said it. Well, because um, this whole yeah. thing, because I you skipped that one, but it was it was Don Underwear wrote this as, like, uh, a way oh, to yes. get the Apple Girl yes. to notice him. It's like the Charlie Dayman play. Yeah. That's what yes. he's doing. So. For the waitress. Um, senpai realizes that he doesn't have enough horsepower, and he, like, activates boosters and cuts ahead. He also pants the director. Of, like, your belt is twisted. Let me help. Like... Why did you do that to me? Because my heart comes first. Oh. Well, he also sees, like, the sophist guy hanging a sign to his oh, beloved, yeah. mm-hmm. and then that, like, he's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. that's... Love boost go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final act is over there, the finale is taking place, but uh, Senpai has to, like, uh, zip line in mm-hmm. <laughs> to the final act, the stage. Um, it's a show for idiots you should be watching. I love that line. Senpai races over, steals Don Underwear's role, not a coincidence. There's no kiss, and Don recovers to call out to Apple Girl, who appears. All this, there's, like, this red-headed techie, like, the, the stage manager, is clearly in love with Don Underwear. Yeah. And she has some of the best reactions in this, where she's just sitting, watching, <laughs> like, what is going on <laughs> Extending here? a hand yeah. to... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, Apple Girl reveals herself, and Don Underwear discovers the director of school club activities is in fact cross-dressed and is the Apple Girl. <laughs> he dresses up as an idol singer for his own amusement. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, Don Underwear is at first heartbroken, but Norahiko, who is this red hair girl, uh, sings to Don Underwear from behind the scenes. Real genuine musical theater song I got, at least in the Japanese version which I watched. Uh, the director is booed. <laughs> uh, Don Underwear's still in love with the director. I don't care if you're a guy. We think it's going to pull like a some like it hot. But then the director tells his side of the story of just wanting to belong and feel like 
you know. Well, yeah, and the thing with Don Underwear is that he's like he hears the uh, like the, the Nurohiku's confession, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't care because he still thinks the apple thing binds him to yeah. his faded lover, mm-hmm. whoever that may be. So yeah, yeah, a true love, no kiss with the music cue. They're still waiting because Norihiko is hesitating, and suddenly Toto's koi from before fall down on Norihiko and Don Underwear on their head at the same yeah. time, and then it's a koi incident, Stan. Yeah, and and so Don Underwear gets another one of these things, and then yep. that makes him fall in love with with mm-hmm. Naruhiko or reciprocate mm-hmm. Naruhiko's love. The real McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> the pun work was really good. Uh, Don underwear falls for Norihiko. Everybody cheers, and then we see a cold is going around. Omicron, who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and then Senpai was underneath the sa- stage yeah. because of the the uh, drop door, but then like the director lands on him, so he can't get back up to confess everything to Kohai. Mm-hmm. Uh, act four begins. Uh, it changes from summer to winter in the span of a day. And uh, Senpai in a really, see- really like, real scene is, like, being introverted in his room, staring at his phone, thinking yep. about his life choices and stuff. And I went, ooh, this is topical. No, a lot of the yeah. stuff with him is really, is, yeah. is real, so. Uh, sadness is aloneness. Uh, Kohai cares for Hanuki with some egg sake. She visits uh, Hanuki and Higuchi. Um, everyone is sick. Not Kohai, though. And we get, like, the description of Junpero, which is a medicine used when, like, colds are really bad. Yeah. So, like, for every lick, it it takes you out of one stage of the cold. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kohai ventures out. Dawn Underwear is sick, too. So she's, like, stopping and visiting all the characters we met along the way. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Uh, Kohai helps him and Norihiko out. And borrows a jacket from them. And every time she stops with someone, she's, like, given something in return. Yeah. So, like, she may feel like she's not providing anything but company. But they're like, oh, clearly, like, you stopped by. So let me gift you something. Yeah. That you stuck your neck out to care for me. Um, then bring... It's, like, the longest fetch quest in a video game. It's like, oh, you got the jacket. Now bring this egg sake there yeah. next door. Exactly. Um... So she visited the school festival director who's surrounded by gifts, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm about buried to be in buried gifts. in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you could take a hat, there's enough there. But um, I'm worried about Toto-san, he seems lonely. Um, maybe you should go visit him. Uh, what happened to that senpai? Is he into you? Uh, coincidence or fate? Uh, Kohai realizes that senpai is into her. Senpai and his inner cowboys uh, think it was all just a hallucination. So while we're doing this, we see, like, the Spongebob scene with, like, all the senpais in his own head. Uh, yeah. Like a board meeting or, like, you know, a, a political meeting. And then I like to refer to them as the id cowboys. They're the ones that are, like, trying to knock down the door and just fall into their emotions. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean... I, think, I, I love this yeah. part. This is a good summation of, like, of the anxiety of doing some things like this. Because mm-hmm. it's, like it's, like, a very... It's a very, very chaotic, like, UN meeting, almost, yes. where they're all trying to shout over it, and they're all giving reasons why this could suck, or, like, not not even, like, the Cowboys are the most positive ones about it, mm-hmm. but, like, all of the, like, the uh, the super ego guys in that room are just like, okay, are you doing this because you're a pervert? Are you doing this because you want yeah. love? Are you doing this out of loneliness? Do you even like her? Like, mm-hmm. okay, should that matter that you like? It's, yeah. it's a very good, complex little scene, so. Yep. Uh, Kohai visits Toto, brings up Senpai, Rihaku-san is also sick, um, and they kind of figure out that Rihaku-san has spawned this. Like, yeah. his wave of sorrow has encompassed all of Kyoto. Yeah. If we don't help him, his then we're all doomed. literal and metaphorical cold yeah. are, like, causing these 
disasters. Yeah, or, so yeah. Rihaku, um, even Higuchi gets a cold too, despite being a Tengu. Um, and Rihaku started this in Act 1, the god of colds inhabiting his body, sending it out through Kyoto. He, Kohai makes a trek to Rihaku, and she arrives there after like braving a storm, and it's like the color palette's all swapped up, it's much more dull, Yeah, and it's obviously freezing, and it's just a room full of clocks where they're spinning out of control. Um, Kohai says, don't give up, and like Rihaku is like resigned to die, he's like, how many years has it been since our drinking competition? It's only a few hours. So. Oh, <laughs> you're just being nice to me. <laughs> I'm going soon, and it's, you know, poignant about coming to terms with old age. I mean, almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like 60. <laughs> Yeah, one foot in the grave. Yeah. But but it's also like it reflects on like how it's a matter of perspective because once you know, later on when Rihaku stops overthinking it, the clocks slow down yeah. back to a regular yeah. rate. So And we get Rihaku's backstory where he was from a very rich family, but he realized money can buy people, but not the connection that he needs with people. Yeah, he well, he got beat up and his yeah. underpants were yeah. stolen, so that too. Yeah. Um uh, and, but Kohai says to him, like, Rihaku, even though you feel like you're alone, the money you lend and the cold you spread, like, create connections and happiness. So, like, without the cold or, you know, the little actions that you do, which is topical for when we get to our Christmas special. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same motif going on here. Yeah, but, um, very much so. But uh, the little things you do bring us closer together. So without your cold, like, this whole night might not have happened the way it did and made these people a little bit more happy. Um, then... Uh, we see that Ryaku speeds up again. He recovers. Uh, he asks her to Kohai to drink with him. And as long as there is alcohol, I'll be there. So there's this friendship. And Rihaku says, like, there is someone much sadder out there than me. It's that senpai kid. You should bring him that and make him feel better. Because yeah. I think, like, he's in a darker place than I am. Um, and then we get the line drop of the night is short, walk on girl. Uh, he does have your Ratatatam book. So like, could you think of anyone who fits this bill? Yeah. Like everyone in the world's trying to ship these two together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get some more Jimparo. Kohai walks over to Senpai, who is in a thrall of self-depredation and depression. Uh, within his mind, diplomacy fails. The id cowboys invade and chaos ensues in like this very elegantly hectic animated sequence yeah the cowboys break down his like fortress walls and no and there's a lot of like symbolism about being like introverted here mm -hmm. where and i i i was feeling things during this part where he he was like um like well no we 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 retired from the world to figure out how to build moats and we mm -hmm. became experts at building moats but now we have too many moats yeah. so like yeah it, no it was it was great it was very very well done with that mm -hmm. so um cure your own loneliness uh worrying about the lack of connection with kohai no regrets a storm rages through kyoto the director says like like you could see like they are friends legitimate friends because the director texts him like yeah she's on her way over prepare yourself yeah and then we see the god of used books pops out of ratatatam and says she will be here shortly so you need to get ready uh kohai reflects uh, on all she cared for on the nights. Uh, she felt lonely too, but Senpai freaks out. So she's like getting all these gifts. She's getting these cough drops from like the old people. Mm -hmm. She's getting like this Vix Vaparu from people. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, things to cook to make people feel better. And it's just more of those connections. Then, as we described in this animated sequence, the Id Cowboys take over. Kohai storms Senpai's mind palace. 
There's some real MC Escherness going on in the visuals here with like people running upside down staircases. Um, it's mm-hmm. just trippy and, and fun. Yeah, yeah, seemingly seemingly symbolic of him of her coming in and just like he was in like some kind of fever dream mm-hmm. and she was just like nursing his cold throughout yeah. the night. Yeah, and she uses medicine, her gifts to heal his mind slash friendly punches. A wind carries Kohai, who is saved by Senpai. Uh, she cared for him while he was sick. And they have, like, this legitimate, like, non-awkward conversation. Even though it feels slightly awkward because we haven't seen this senpai react that way. Yeah. Like, if he felt a little bit more introverted, I would have felt better. But he just comes out a little bit more confident and is like, oh, Ratatatam, yeah, I found that to give it to you. You can have it if you want. And she appreciates it. She says she'll always remember it. And then, like, we see his inner people, like, give him a little nudge on the back. And he's like, well, would you like to go to this huge bookstore I found? Yeah. And she goes, I would love that. And they do have a conversation about coincidence. Like... Senpai says, you know what? This kind of was a coincidence. I didn't mean for this to happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's learning. Then the two meet for a coffee date later, and they reflect on, like, what the other person went through during this night. Mm -hmm. So it's more like, we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. And they both show up, and it's fate, and the movie ends. Yeah. Yeah. So optimistic ending that these two might get together. Just an awesome little movie. Yep. Visually stunning, mm-hmm. and it just has a very sweet story. Like, the characters are all incredible, uh, and it's very, very topical, I think. Yeah. Like, it's like the whole little speech that uh, Kohai gives Rahaku in that bedroom where yeah, she's like, you know, like it or not, we are all connected now. Even if you don't see it that way, like, we are all connected by this, you know, people are always connected in mm-hmm. some way. Even, and then it goes back to, like, the... The book thing, like one thing mildly influencing this to that to that until it all comes full circle. So it's like Mm -hmm. very, very timely, I think. And but just but just on its own merits, just an incredibly lovely little film. So So our tasting time goes out to everyone right now currently. Yeah. Who may be feeling these emotions, be it you love drink or theater or (laughs) books. Partying, yeah. uh, Darumas, yeah, walking around theater, I... yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a cute little movie, and that's why I'm such a fan of you know this dude's work. Yeah, it feels the same. Like it could teach a lesson without jamming it down your throat. And I yeah. like the little Easter eggs and how the story is told visually as well, because it, it does feel like I was worried that it might be a little bit too much because it goes very quick. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of characters introduced, so it's like, oh, will Dan like understand like this person's connected to that person, and like who that is? But I think we did a good job. Yeah, it, no, up. it made yeah. sense. All right, cool. Well, with that, we're finished for now. Um, before we leave and introduce what may be our greatest uh, holiday spectacular, <laughs> um, Dan, where can our audience find us on the social medias? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast Instagram account and our Facebook page. Yes, and you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, out day drinking constantly, mm. but to establish connection, mm. of course. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram. Uh, and TikTok. You can follow me at Drink and Read JK on the Twitter. Or you can follow my other podcast, Nightcaps of the Theater, with me and my friends Mark and Matt. Look at some movies and get a little drizzy drunk. And uh, as the new year approaches, so the spice grows. Dan. Yeah. Yeah, don't fear the podcast, because it is the mind killer. <laughs> I'm coming back with season two of Drink and Read, and I mean, I guess I revealed it online. Yep, we're reading Dune. 
in yeah. case you didn't know, I'm sure I said it 10,000 times on this podcast already. Well, yeah, there's only so many times you can mention the words. Well, the raccoons the have the gum jabar in my throat, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to be careful. <laughs> but yes, we will be reading Dune. It's going to be a short six to seven-ish week read, mm-hmm. about 100 pages a week. Um, but I'm liking it so far. I'm almost done with the book and taking my detailed notes, and I'm having a great time. Very it's nice. the only sci-fi I can stand. Well, yeah. <laughs> Aside outside from anime, well, because who's to, yeah, who's to we say? had Locke the space pirate or whatever his name was that I liked. Oh yeah, <laughs> the psychic soldier. Oh good, good. Yeah. Uh, but no, well, who's to say what can germinate from that? I so know. <laughs> well, speaking of germs, <laughs> we uh. will be with our germs. <laughs> Hopefully in quarantine. None of us are sick, but we want Mm -hmm. everyone to stay safe because coming at you, not in a week, but I think a little bit over a week, Mm -hmm. um, we will be recording two holiday episodes if everything goes according to plan. Our lavish specials. So just bear with us for a time and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be well worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Aren't you going to add a witty Rankin-Bass reference? Well, the the only thing I can think of that is that we we can only hope that that Grant will will arrive from Southtown. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, the uh, introducing (laughs) a fourth person? (laughs) My God, they found someone else willing to do the show? Uh, but but I do hope that you know our friend can get here from Southtown because yeah. it'll be a blue Christmas without, without him. him. Yeah. <laughs> God, what was I going to say of the butt jingle? <laughs> yes, Mrs. Clarence. What was that jingle? Oh, nothing. <laughs> here at Anime was not a mistake. We have one mission: whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcast in general. We hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>